Welcome to the No Fungi, No Future podcast. In these episodes, we interview experts in the field to gain a deeper understanding of the magical and mysterious networks of mycelia that are all around us, to learn how they impact our lives and the planet. In this episode, we have part of our interview with Dr. Dennis Dejardin, who is Professor Emeritus at San Francisco State University. Dr. Dejardin has written a book entitled California Mushrooms, a Comprehensive Identification Guide, which is available on Amazon and is very highly rated. In this episode, we discuss common misunderstandings regarding mushroom extracts and the key factors to consider when choosing an extract. So, Dennis, I had a question about functional mushroom extracts. Um, what are they and why should people consider taking uh, functional mushroom extracts for their health? Yeah, Shastri, let me start by saying that uh, functional mushroom powders Mm-hmm. are dried and, and granulated medicinal mushroom fruiting bodies or their mycelium or both. And if it's both the fruiting bodies and the mycelium, we call this a full spectrum powder. Now, okay. extracts are concentrated forms of these powders where the desired compounds have been concentrated through some sort of an extraction process. And usually that involves a submersion in a, an extraction solution that's called the solvent which is typically either water or alcohol, and that may be either ethanol or methanol. And then you dissolve the constituents for some period of time and then collect the concentrated product. Now, sometimes an excipient is is even added to help improve the material handling features and and to help standardize the, uh, the concentrations of the products of interest. Now, these extracts are often reported as ratios, such as eight to one. And this suggests that the extract is eight times more potent than the powder from which it was derived. However, I I wanna kind of clarify that here because that assumption is not necessarily true. So so let me kind of explain uh, what this is is about with with plant and fungus extracts. Now there's an excellent paper on understanding the extract ratios. It was published in September of 2022 in the Journal of Frontiers in Pharmacology where they kind of lay out the whole uh, process about what ex- what the extraction process is and, and what it all means. So let's take, for example, something like an eight to one ratio. What mm-hmm. does that really mean? Well, basically what that means is eight grams of material would be required to make one gram of an extract. Okay. Okay. And from that, then people are often speculating, well, that means that it's the extract is eight times more potent than the initial powder. Okay, except for the, and with with fungal extracts, except for the concentration of beta-glucans, most extracts do not report the amounts of other pertinent bioactives or nutritional compounds. They just tell you what kind of a percentage of beta-glucans are in this extract. So what are you really getting in the extract? Mm -hmm. Are the desired compounds you want there really eight times more concentrated and more potent than the initial powder? So to, to address that, let, let's look at, at, at what these uh, nutritionals and bioactive compounds and what, what components they are actually in the powders. First of all, there are a lot of different factors that, that affect the amounts and the types of bioactive compounds found in the powders and in the extracts. 
Okay. First okay. of all, what species is it or what strain is it? Different species of functional fungi produce different amounts of beta-glucans, different kinds of bioactives. Mm -hmm. And even within a species, different strains of them produce different amounts of the beta-glucans and other bioactives. Okay. okay. So it could dictate, be dictated the quality of extract you get by the actual species and by the strain of that species that you're being used. Okay. The portion of the fungus that the powder is made of also plays a role. Mm -hmm. So is it made of the, the fruiting bodies, the mushroom fruiting bodies? Is it made of mycelium? Is it made of both of them? And certain compounds are found in higher concentrations in the fruiting bodies. Other compounds are found in higher concentrations in the mycelium. Mm -hmm. So we always like to say that it's better to get that full spectrum, both the mycelium and the, and the mushroom, because then you're getting uh, all the compounds that you could possibly want in various concentrations. Right. Another thing that, that affects the extract is, is uh, what is the growing method of the fungus to start with? Are you growing them in a liquid medium? Are you growing them aerial in liquid medium or in a submerged liquid medium where that liquid medium is, is rotated on a little rotator to, to keep the, uh, the, the, the liquid solution around it all the time? Or are you gr growing it in a solid state fermentation? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if you're growing it in these, what types of substrate is actually being used? This will affect the amounts of all, of all the beta-glucans in the various bioactives as well. Mm -hmm. So if it's in the uh, liquid fermentation, what are the components of the, the types of sugars used, the other types of compounds used in that solution that you're feeding your fungi? Right. Or are you growing it on grain or legumes or wood or, or some kind of an agricultural waste? Uh, and there's, mm -hmm. again, a number of papers out there that have shown growing uh, the same strain of a fungus on different substrates affects the amounts of these bioactive compounds that can be found. Got it. And then what is the type of extraction process? And what is the solvent? Are you using water? Are you using ethanol? Are you mm -hmm. using ethanol? Some compounds are water soluble. Some compounds are ethyl or, or alcohol soluble. Mm -hmm. So th that would play a role in what concentrations you would get in your extract. How long are you extracting them? The longer you extract, the more you could potentially pull out the compounds you want. A shorter mm -hmm. period of time would give you less amounts. And what's the temperature and pH of the solvent? Wow. Uh, and then how are you going to capture the concentrate at the end of this extraction process? Is it through simple filtration? Are you heat drying it? Are you spray drying it? So there's lots of different methods to actually get the actual concentrate. So given all of those, those influences there, right. eight to one doesn't necessarily mean that the extract is eight times more potent uh, than, than the initial powder. Yeah. Okay. So for instance, yeah. if you started with a particular strain of, of, a, of a species of choice and it had twice as many beta-glucans in that strain than did mm -hmm. another strain, then a four to one extract of the first strain with twice as many glucans would be mm -hmm. equivalent to an eight mm -hmm. to one extract of the other strain. Right. So just right. getting these these numbers of ratios, eight to one, ten to one, five yeah. to one, doesn't really tell you much. It tells you that an extract is concentrated, but it doesn't necessarily tell you what what is in it. So the really the most important factor here is the amount of the desired compounds in the mm -hmm. extracted product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How much are you getting of the compounds you want? Not necessarily the ratio of the original biomass to the the ratio of the final product. Okay. 
Very so that's, I mean, yeah. so I think that's kind of a, a an in depth and too much probably into the weeds of what uh, of what extracts are all about. But we hear this all the time from a number of producers. Uh, they're saying, "Well, ours is a ten to one uh, extract mm -hmm. here, and this other company's is only a five to one." Well, you have to really look into it and kind of kind of ask, uh, you know, what's going on here, and please yeah. tell tell me what uh, what's in it, what's in this extract, not just uh, what the ratio is. Yeah. So basically, when someone comes and says, "Oh, I've got a ten to one extract," they're they're not even the tip of the iceberg. It's like a little penguin on the tip of the iceberg that you you know you should be analyzing. So yeah, exactly. it's almost like so to help people. You 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 listed many 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 factors there. Yeah. But if I understood correctly, they should be asking, like, tell me the exact amount of bioactives that I'm looking for. Is that right? That, right. Yeah. So yeah. basically, so, so the key factors, if mm -hmm. you're looking for uh, for choosing an extract, right. I think the key factors you want, want to look for first is, does the extract identify the quantities of the bioactives that you're looking for? Okay. Now, as I said, uh, if you go through the list of the commercially uh, sold extracts of, of, of various fungal species, you will almost invariably only see beta-glucan concentration. Okay. That's fine. Beta-glucans are very important. We talked about that already. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to find an extract, you would probably want to choose one that at a minimum would give you 20% uh, or higher beta-glucans. Okay. And then it's up to you to figure out what's that 20% of. So you need to look at the, mm. the the amount of grams that you're getting taking in the pill, and then figure out what the the percentage is. So you don't want to take at least uh, 250 milligrams of uh, of beta glucan or something to to, to that effect, right. which would be 25 percent of a of a thousand uh, or of a one gram dose. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to do that. Uh, None, none of them would tell you, and it'd be nice if eventually if we can get to that area, but what is the method of extraction and what mm -hmm. is the solvent? Uh, Beta-glucans, there are, uh, if you're water extracting it, you're going to be getting a lot of the water-soluble beta-glucans. There are insoluble beta-glucans. Mm -hmm. So there may be some other extract process or a combination of extractions that are that are combined together that would give you a higher amount of beta glucans just uh, because of the of the way that they extracted them. So right. and then I think I think finally here, if you're if you're looking at some of the key factors and you're trying to choose kind of the best extract, I, I would choose a producer that uh, provides an organic source. So okay. they're growing the the, fun, the fungi organically. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, one that will assure you that there are no toxic chemicals or heavy metals or uh, any contaminant biologicals, you know, so that you can actually read a COA and it shows you very low levels of bacteria or yeasts or, or uh, that, no heavy metals, et cetera. And then I would also suggest that the, an extract from a full spectrum product would, would give you a, a greater variety of the bioactives that you may be interested in, rather one than, than that is just from mushrooms or one that is just from mycelium. Right. right. And, and we, can, you know, we can look into this for, for instance, with, uh, with lion's mane, the, mm -hmm. the important compounds in lion's mane for cognition are aranacines. Okay. The aranacines are only formed in the mycelium. In the mm -hmm. fruiting bodies, there's another group of compounds called hericinones. The hericinones are only formed in the fruiting bodies. Both of them together show some very important uh, nerve growth stimulating 
compounds. And if you're interested in stimulating the nerves in not necessarily in your brain, because it's only the aranacines that are small enough to cross the blood brain barrier. Oh, okay. If you're interested in your, in the nervous system throughout your body for performance and endurance and stuff like that, heristones yeah. are very good for that. And eating the mushrooms would be, would be great for that. If right. you're interested in cognition, it's only the aranacines that can cross the blood brain barrier. At least it's mm -hmm. been substantiated in human clinical trials anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you'd want to, and they're only formed in mycelium, then you would certainly want to make sure that your extract was from mycelium. Right. So if you do the full spectrum, both the mushrooms and the mycelium, then you're getting both the heresinones and the aranacines. And, uh, and, and that would be probably the best uh, type of, uh, of lion's mane extract that you could go for. Got it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's really important that the quality of the original fungus from which the extracts are coming from is, is absolutely critical. That's to... that's absolutely critical. And unfortunately, we're not there yet where it's easy for a producer of these extracts to tell you the concentrations of the various specific uh, uh, bioactives that you want. Mm -hmm. Testing for aranacine A, testing for aranacine S is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. And there are there are really no analytical companies that are doing that for for you now. So right. unless you have a, an, an internal analytical chemist and the HPLC <laughs> set up and a GCMC uh, MS set up and all of that and do it all internally, uh, you're not going to get those sorts of data. So right. for the extracts that are of uh, cordyceps that are out there, they will tell you the amount of uh, beta-glucans in the extract, but they won't tell you the amount of cordyceptin. Mm -hmm. which is, is a little easier to. So eventually where, we're, where we will get to, I'm sure in the next five years or so, is that uh, the extracts will be listing the important bioactives besides beta-glucan right mm -hmm. on the COA so that you then, then you can choose uh, better which right. ones that you want by choosing the, the ones that have the, the higher concentrations of those specific bioactives right. above right. and beyond the beta-glucans. Right. And that's where we hope to get cool. to, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That was absolutely fascinating. We hope you enjoyed this episode featuring our conversation with Dr. Dennis Desjardins. Be sure to look out for our next episode coming out soon, where we will continue this conversation. Until then, be sure to get some healthy mushrooms into your diet. Also, please take a moment to like or subscribe to our channel and drop us any comments. Your feedback is most welcome. Thanks for listening.